Welcome back to another episode of the Pretty Successful Podcast featuring another success interview this week. And I'm so thrilled and cannot stress it enough how I love these kind of interviews, how I love talking to successful women and hearing their story and their career paths. And also this time I'm having a very special kind of lady as a guest. Her name is Celine. Celine is rocking the financial area she's investing in the stock market and also showing ambitious females how to do the same so she is an entrepreneur she's coaching women and she has a successful running business based on investing in the stock market also of course she has a lot of, lot of expertise there and we ended up having a very interesting chat about how she became such a successful female in such a male-dominated area But also she will share with us her personal success secrets and you will learn what alcohol has to do with all that. So enjoy the interview. I hope you will take your learnings and if you enjoy the podcast as much as I do, then feel free to rate and comment so that we can continue sharing free knowledge and value to the female community. Now enjoy and have fun. So hi, Celine, and thank you for being our guest today in our Pretty Successful podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you here and to talk more about your story and your background and about your career path that the audience can get an impression of you. I would just directly head over to you and introduce yourself and say a little bit about yourself. What are you doing? Wonderful. So thank you, Melanie, for having me here on the podcast. I'm very excited for our interaction so, uh, yes, so I'm Celine and I run an online coaching business where I help women invest in the stock market. In the stock market. Okay. How did it came that you by yourself said, okay, I'm into stock because this is a financial or maybe this is also a limiting belief or something that the society thinks that women and financial experiences, financial knowledge, everything that this doesn't really fit together. So how came that you are passionate about this topic and that you thought, okay, I want to make a career path in this direction? Okay, so uh, I always had it in the back of my mind that I really like the idea of um, the stock market going up and down and understanding why that is. When I was 16 years old, I had this one teacher that introduced the idea to us, and he was talking about how like this company like doubled in um, in a year because of something that happened in the news and especially during COVID, when the entire stock market crashed due to the outburst, um, all the companies that I saw on Google, they went half price. Like just in within one day, the stock just went down and something just clicked in my head. And I was thinking, these companies won't last forever like this. Hotels will eventually start having business again once COVID is over. Like if I just bought some of the shares of the company and just assume that the economy is going to recover in a year, my money's going to double. Mm-hmm. And that just switched my head. I was like, okay, but how do I do that? Mm-hmm. And um, I was a bit, I would say like a lot of other women, um, feeling really lost and intimidated to start because First of all, investing and like stock market in general is a very male dominated industry and it's just a lot of information. You know, when I first started, I had the limiting belief 
that you have to be so good with numbers, like you have to be like a math genius to get into it. And also, you just have to like figure out all these green and red lines. Like I had no idea what all of this was about. But I am a type of uh, very fast decision maker. So what I did was I just called up my bank and I said, I want to buy this stock. How do I do it? <laughs> and they're just like, okay, this is the step. Like you just open a stock broker with us. You just need to sign some papers and then you just need to buy the stock. So when I, I kind of took the approach where I didn't think about my limiting beliefs at all. I didn't think about any of the risks. I just jumped in because mm-hmm. I was thinking, how bad can it be if I lost $100? Worst case scenario, I did it and I can take, I can learn from my mistake. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the mindset I got into it. I didn't really think too much into it. I just jumped in and then after just trial and error, just buying and selling stocks within a year, um, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I started being really good at it. And then here I am now um, helping a lot of women doing the same thing as I am. That's such an insane story. Like, I also really like the approach. Like, you have been really straightforward with your decision. And you said, okay, I want to do it, so I will do it. And what 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 is the bad thing that can happen? I lose a little bit of money, but at least I tried it. And I started with this. And in the end, it brought you even bigger things because now you have this knowledge. Now you are in a position where you can help or show others what you are doing and how they can do it and also have the benefits from it. So really impressive here. And it took you one year, you said, right, to build up this knowledge and to understand everything. Um, I would say from the moment I like to record with any type of thing you do. Like the moment you're conscious and you want to do it to the moment you take action. And I would say this timeline took me around three years to acknowledge that I wanted to do it and then building up the confidence to actually take action. I see this with a lot of my clients and speaking with a lot of um, similar people that are also interested in investing. A lot of women don't start and they could be like in the same position for five or 10 years mm. and already like in their mid thirties saying like how much they wanted to invest for their future for like the longest time, but they just haven't been starting because they're so paralyzed by their limiting beliefs. Yeah, true. Fully agree. I think it is in most of the areas, but especially in male dominated and also maybe financial areas because as women, we are a little bit, I don't know if it's a society thing or if it's an educational thing that we always think this is a male area, this is a male topic. We we won't go into depth into that. But yeah, really nice that you did. And have you been into nine to five that time when you decided that you want to invest in the stock market or have you been self-employed already? So when I first started investing, I was actually still a student in university. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a risk on its own because I didn't have um, consistent cash flow coming into my bank account. Mm-hmm. So I actually took an additional risk to take the savings that I had and invest in the stock market. And I think that's a very important point is also even for most women who do have nine to five jobs, They are already having 
kind of like a safety net because they have this consistent income coming in, um, whereas I didn't. So at that time, I had to pay my own rent. I had to pay my own school fees, which was 20,000 euros a year. I had to come up with like a lot of different streams of income to kind of support myself. But at the same time, I still decided to invest some money into the stock market because it was just the golden opportunity. And that's something that um, you need to know in business or as an investor or just making money in general. You have to spot these short window opportunities and just jump into it before it's too late. Because there are certain things in life, you see the opportunity just there like serving on a silver platter to you. And if you don't take action, you're going to miss it. And with stock market specifically, these moments where there are big stock market crashes that go like 40, 50% down, they happen only once every 10 to 15 years. And if you don't jump on that opportunity, you're going to miss it. And then you're just missing the opportunity of just incredibly increasing your wealth in a short amount of time. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think it's a very specific kind of niche that you are in and things that we needs to be considered. Um, but what would you like recommend that if someone is, for example, into finance, they want to invest, but they don't know where to start, would you still recommend doing it maybe like you did it, so learn by your own? Or would you recommend like, hey, I have a shortcut, find somebody that gives you the knowledge because you need to know what is the risk, where is the risk, um, what is a good investment, what is not a good investment. Or is this something where you say, no, still anybody can start and it is quite easy to learn if you get there or is it not? I don't know because I'm not into it. I have an ETF plan, but that's all I have. <laughs> but at least I started. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone that wants to start as a beginner investing in the stock market, I 120% recommend to invest in a mentor because with Especially with stock market, there is so many variables and factors to consider um, that if you make a small, slightly small mistake, you're going to either have to pay with your own mistakes and lose money in the stock market or you pay with your time. And both of these factors are super important. Um, if you're someone that wants to, if you're someone that can afford to spend two to three years learning on your own, be my guest. I was like that too. I was a student. I couldn't, um, I had a lot of time in my hands. So I took the more difficult path to learn it on my own, which is a very empowering experience. And I do um, support anyone that wants to be a self-learner. I am someone that is definitely loves to learn on my own. But this takes a lot of inner drive and not a lot of people have that self-drive in them to learn how to invest. It comes to some people naturally, but I would say 90% of people, um, they need some type of mentor that they look up to that can take them on a step-by-step -step process and tell them, this is the right step to take. Avoid these mistakes because this can make you lose a lot of money or can make you lose a lot of time. And how long would you say does it take if, for example, I, I, I choose you as my mentor because I want to learn how much time would it take me to be like able to invest on my own, to get the knowledge from you and to be able to, yeah, just do it. Eight weeks. 
just eight weeks. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did is I compiled like the last three years of experience that I did in the stock market, all the mistakes I've made, all the type of techniques that I used to be able to identify profitable stocks. And I essentially compressed it into eight weeks um, of everything you need to learn to be able to make the right choices. Um, most people think just straight off the bat, it, it, the stock market is like gambling. But when you have the right skills and you do the right research, you are decreasing your risk of losing money from 100% down to almost down to 5% because you can do stop losses. So there are specific even settings you can do when you buy your stocks that will automatically sell based on the maximum amount you're willing to lose. So you need to also ask yourself, what is your risk tolerance? Are you willing to lose 10%, 20%, however much? The more you're willing to lose, which is the higher risk you take, the more likely your return is also high. But it's important to ask yourself these questions. And this is something that I think everyone needs when they start investing is to understand their risk tolerance and their financial goals and create an investing strategy that aligns with them. Yeah, and this is what you hear also all the time. No? The more risky you like to be, the bigger the benefit or the profit at the end. And if not, then, of course, it's smaller. But still, I mean, you make your money work for you. So even if it's not that much, it's still like a good passive thing to do and to get some income, extra income. So, yeah, really interesting topic. Um, the The subject you studied, has it to do with finances or was your intention back then completely different of what you want to do in life? So I studied, I don't think you know this, actually. I'm not sure if you know this. I don't think a lot of my followers know this, but I actually... Uh, took a degree in hospitality management. So it's everything related to tourism, hotel operations. And actually, before I graduated university, I really wanted to go into marketing. So I was like, just even a couple months before I graduated, I was looking for a job to do marketing in Chanel, Dior, like luxury branding. For some reason, I just loved that idea to create to create content and to kind of like sell something to to a customer um, and somehow it the things I wanted to do kind of translated into what I'm doing now not directly with coaching how to invest but just also creating content on Instagram and TikTok um, and you and I both know like when you're when you're creating a business You're doing everything. Yeah. Your own saleswoman, you are your own CEO, your own assistant, your own marketing coordinator. You do everything behind the scenes. So I think everything I chose to do in university did somehow lead me to where I am today. And I did have finance classes and economics classes, which were directly transferable to um, being an investment coach. But still, it was definitely not the initial path I wanted to take. And how did the path then came up? So, 
I understand that there was an inner drive that you wanted to invest and that you learned that through the couple of three years that you mentioned. But what then happened or where did the idea came up that you say, okay, now I want to make a coaching business out of it? Yeah, very good question. Um, and I would love to hear your story, too, about this. But essentially, um, three months before I graduated high, uh, university, I remember all my classmates already had jobs and they had good jobs. They were uh, getting jobs in like high end uh, consulting businesses like uh, McKinsey, EY and so on. And at that time, I was still applying for jobs on LinkedIn. And I remember so clearly the day where I was scrolling through LinkedIn and I was like, there isn't a single job I can imagine myself in. I was so incredibly bored looking at the job description. Like, what? I need a master degree to study two more years and spend 80K for, like, two years of knowledge to only apply for this entry-level position that is paying me 3,000 euros a month. Mm. And probably my boss is going to ask me to most of the time – make coffee for him or print something from the printer um, because a lot of these interns, when they start off, they actually have very meaningless tasks. And this is the case that is very hard to find a job that you really see purpose in. Um, and it takes a lot of years to just trial and error to see what you really like. So this kind of gave a very strong intuitive feeling for me saying like, I need to stop and question for a second Everything that has been taught to me by society, by my parents, by the educational system, why do I have to apply to a job when I am making already 2K a month on this side hustle business of being a stock market coach and just already helping? I was already helping classmates at that time um, with learning how to start investing. Like, how can I do that without even having a degree and actually get, providing results to my clients at that time already? So I just had this huge mindset shift and something just flipped where I'm just like, I'm going to take a gap year and I'm going to just improve my skills of what I really, really like to do and not follow the traditional path of just getting a job at a good company. I love that. I'm literally, you're speaking, I'm getting goosebumps because this is the stories that I really love to hear. Because I always have um, a certain amount of respect and amount of looking up to persons who know what they want in a really young state or in an early state of life, of age, of mind, whatever you want to call it. Because I think age is just a number and yeah, it doesn't matter really how old you are. But I really um, respect that if you have your journey and you say, Even before I got caught up into nine to five, I escaped it already and made my way around it somehow and didn't have to go on a desk, sit there nine to five, like the usual society thing. Let's call it like this. And yeah, I really like that, that you, that you got never caught into it <laughs> and directly made your own way and have been really straight about it. Thank you so much. I think I was definitely lucky. Mm -hmm. Just to have the support around me in my circle, like my sister was the first one that gave me the idea to start a coaching business. So if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have gotten 
the confidence and just the acknowledgement in myself to mm-hmm. start first. So it doesn't happen to everyone. Even some people who are at 50 years old still don't know what is their true purpose and path. And I'm, and I think it's very sad that yeah. a lot of people are just, I think it's just mainly fear that people are scared to fail and people are scared to just reach their full potential. Yeah. But everyone has incredible power to do something amazing for society for the universe but it's just programming it's just negative programming by the things around us yeah i fully agree it's society that tells us that this is the right path and the only path and of course i think the the fear that you mentioned is playing a big part of that but i also think that not everyone is questioning them this kind of depth you know like i know Many people that I worked together with in an office, they said, you must be crazy. Because when I quit my job, I don't have any plan B. I thought, okay, I will go all in. I will make myself employment now. I will have this coaching business. I will have my modeling career and that's it. And there's nothing else I want to do. And everyone told me, but you are crazy. I would never have the balls to do that. I'm like, okay, but you should question yourself. You should question the system. You should question your life. Because, of course, we are all meant to, or not meant, but we could be meant to do more if we would want it. And, yeah, I think not everyone, it's maybe also a mentality thing or maybe a generational issue that I think all the generations that are coming now, they have more of this mindset like we do. But I think the older generation doesn't. They really like, no, this is how it has to be. And I'm fine with that. And I sit here for 30 years. It's okay, or even longer. And, yeah, I think there's a big shift in that as well. And I think for like both of us um, and a lot of like other entrepreneurs, I think we have just a natural tendency to be more self-aware. But if you if you had like a young girl who is really ambitious and wants to be super successful and she would ask you a question like, how can I, you know, be able to critically think and be self-aware to allow myself to think differently from the status quo, what would be an advice you would give her? Question. So for me, I think I could one-on-one what I felt, what I was thinking, and I wish I would have this mindset even earlier. But when I would have to recommend something or to tell the little girl what to do, I would just say, listen to your heart, really, because if you try to find purpose or or try to find happiness in the outside, you will never find it because there are always people who expect a certain thing from you, who expect that you follow a certain path, who expect you to reach a certain career. And you can do that, of course, and you can still have a happy life by having a good nine to five job. This is not the point. But I think that finding your purpose is you can only find within you. And I would definitely recommend that you don't try to just follow what anybody else is doing or follow what anybody else is saying or recommending that you really take the time and I think this is the tricky part in our daily life to really take time with your your view inside of yourself to really find out okay what is it that I really want to do what is it that really feels right what is it that I can bring out to the world that I can help people with these are the questions that most people maybe don't ask themselves they just ask themselves okay what degree can I have and this is totally a different goal and a totally different mindset so I think the earlier you start 
helping little girls or children, let's call them the future generation, that they can do bigger things, I think the the more likely you will really change society. So, yeah, I think it's a difficult and really, really good question. How about you? How would you tackle this one? Um, I would add to you because you mentioned a really good point where um, in order to really listen to your heart and when I was just even three, four years ago, before I was spiritual and I found my spiritual awakening, I didn't know what it means to listen to your heart. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't know what that is. Like, I thought it was just a saying, but maybe some people will say, listen to your gut feeling or your heart or your intuitive. There could be a lot of ways to describe it, but there is something in here, like this inner wisdom that we have that we just can't explain and I think one really practical way to tune into this intuitive uh, feeling is to isolate yourself mm -hmm. and I'm not saying like in a really like depressing way to isolate yourself but that's what happened during COVID a lot of people were forced to stay home and when you're in a location where you are not affected by other people's expectation and thoughts, you are forced to literally question yourself on a day-to-day. -day. And that is one of the reasons why it, I had this light bulb eureka moment to do this coaching business was after a meditation I had, and it was still during COVID. So being completely just detaching yourself for just a short period of time, I would say One, two months, just focus on yourself um, as stay away from any type of friends who have limiting beliefs that tell you something is impossible and just learn to be comfortable to be with yourself. You'll be so surprised over how much answers you will get yeah. just by being by yourself. I fully agree. I think this is an insane game changer to isolate yourself and to really yeah make up your mind and this happened during COVID I think because for me it started also with and maybe this is also something that I heard at least a couple of times that people people experience the same for me it all started also when I was in a bad relationship so I had a relationship where, where I felt that I lost my path I was at a point where I didn't feel really good I was at a point where I was unhappy with my job With the relationship, we were only following his dreams, his vision. I was running behind him. And someone I thought like, wait, hold on. This is really going into the wrong direction because if I continue, I will end up in a house with a dog, in a car, next to another house. People, uh, kids playing on the street, which is fine, but this is never how I imagined my life. I always wanted to be out in the world, working internationally, being on my own, can do also creative things. And it was not possible in the environment that I was in. So the first trigger point, I would say, in my journey was that I had this awakening in the relationship that I thought, okay, I need to escape from here because if not, I will lose myself. And I will never be happy and never find fulfillment. And then I went, I left him and it was, but it was the best decision for myself because I understood really what I wanted and it really kicked off everything else. And then COVID kicked in, as you mentioned. And then the next step that I said, okay, you studied business psychology with the intention that you will be a coach someone. I didn't found the point in my life where I can jump out of nine to five. 
and this was triggered then by COVID. Yeah, I also had the idea to launch my coaching business then or to start working on that. So COVID itself was, of course, a bad thing. But I think when it comes to digitalization, to flexibility, there's a lot happening, still happening on the market. So I'm really grateful for this. Absolutely. Something popped in my head, and I think this could lead us to a, a very interesting topic, is like connecting first with the sense that we just spoke about how you kind of have to be comfortable enough to spend time on your own to reach the state of mind where you can start questioning yourself and force yourself to find, to listen to your heart, to ultimately find your purpose in life. But I think people will very easily, most people, because they're so on, so much on autopilot, they end up resorting to distractions even when they're alone they end up escaping their reality either by watching netflix or partying and drinking alcohol yeah they like consuming consuming alcohol drugs media fully distraction yeah and maybe a question for you when is the last time that you've been out partying or watched netflix like eight episodes one after the other and spending like six hours or a full day on netflix Can you remember? Um, with partying, I have not went to a club for one year. Mm -hmm. And the last time I got drunk, like drunk, as in, uh, I would say, not blackout drunk. I've never been blackout drunk. But the last time yeah. I was drinking, let's say, more than five different glasses of alcohol was probably two years ago. So you've been fully monk mode. <laughs> Yeah, and the craziest thing that switched in my head is the more you, everything is a habit, and the more you just get used to not drinking, the more your body's actually really sensitive to alcohol. Yeah. Uh, I, the last time I drank alcohol, like a little bit, went over, like just had more than three glasses. I remember very clearly there was a day two months ago, I had three glasses of red wine one night. And the next day, I was so hungover. And it was just crazy how my body was so sensitive and it took alcohol so badly. I, I don't have a biological or scientific explanation for that. Probably my tolerance was just low. Spiritually, I got to a state where I have always been in the last year of not drinking alcohol. I have been in a very high state vibrational frequency where I'm only consuming very positive things. I'm exercising every day. I'm sleeping at least eight hours a day. I am working on something that I love. I am at such a high vibrational frequency that as soon as I have a little bit of alcohol, my whole body is rejecting it. Yeah. Except, of course, I had birthday and I drank like two cocktails and this was already enough. <laughs> so a little bit same as you mentioned that your body, you, you create a kind of tolerance if you don't drink that often anymore. To be honest, I don't even understand why it's a drug high reputation and good reputation in our society and that it's also it's accepted people like to drink it's something you do and when you are with a bunch of friends it's it's so cool and if you don't drink you're always like why are you not drinking and everybody question why you are not drinking instead of saying it's good that you're not drinking because of the fact that it really is shit for your body let's say how it is it is really pure bullshit for your body to consume it it's it does make feel good it's horrible it's unhealthy it's unnecessary calories it's 
however you want to turn it, it's just bad for your health. And yeah, I think the longer you eat and don't drink, the the higher the tolerance you somehow create. And then also the awareness happens how bad it is actually. Because I think before you are used to it because everybody does it and it's nothing bad. But then if you really block yourself from it for a longer period, you feel, okay, this is really, now I understand how it feels. Now I understand how bad it feels to my body and how unhealthy it is indeed. Do you know what is the definition of alcohol, where it comes from? No, but I'm sure you will tell me. So I uh, discovered the, the time when I had this really bad hungover. I was actually very curious to find out what is the relationship between drinking alcohol and like spirituality. Like there must be something to do with lowering your frequency. So I searched it up, and apparently, by definition, alcohol comes from a Arabic word, alcohol. And one of the one of the words from Arabic is basically your soul; it's a spirit. And the other aspect of the word says to eat. So alcohol is literally eating your soul. Crazy. And People do this back hundreds of years ago to give to their enemies so that they are at a lower vibra vibrational frequency so they cannot think clearly and, and you know, like rule their king. Mm -hmm. So I genuinely believe alcohol is created by Satan, is created by the devil, yeah. to get people to be on such a low vibrational frequency that they cannot think for themselves and they cannot reach their full potential because that's why alcohol is like one of the biggest addictions in society because once you start drinking it you get you, you just want more of it and then you just stay in the super low vibrational frequency and you just feel like shit yeah it's such an interesting thing that you mentioned here because if you also view it from this per perspective it totally makes sense because you mentioned that you've never been blackout i can tell i've been and it's the worst feeling ever because what happens in a blackout for sure there must be a disconnection from your mind and your body and your soul because you don't remember anything you cannot tell what happened but it really does something and it does something crazy because if you don't remember it is it is like you said it can only be made by drinking it or the society's drinking to have fun to forget the problems to forget maybe how miserable they've down deep inside their soul or to forget whatever it is they're facing currently but like if you think of it this way it's crazy and i wanted to add one more interesting crazy thing about <laughs> thing i learned so It's, it's insane. So apparently what alcohol does is it lowers your vibrational frequency and it basically detaches apparently your soul to your actual physical body. And what happens is when you're in the state where you're close to blacking out, that's when your soul is like basically very detached. It's like out of your body. And what happens is when you're in a group, let's say you're in a nightclub surrounded by people that are all in this low vibrational frequency, apparently It is like the place where bad negative spirits, like bad energy, are basically preying and hunting these people that are so much at a low vibrational frequency for a certain period of time. They can basically enter your body and do evil things. That's why when people are super drunk, people get aggressive, people get violent, people say things they don't mean. Yeah.
And this is just a theory, but I find it super, super fascinating that, like, sometimes you wonder, like, why when I was drunk, why the hell did I do that? That wasn't me. Why did I call my ex? I would never do that, you know? It's the devil. The devil is trying to get you back with your ex, so you get in a toxic relationship. True. <laughs> yeah, I can also relate to this story, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really fascinating. I think this is, if you view it really like this and you view it from the spiritual perspective, it makes so much pain. And I think that you, for yourself, explored this whole spirituality topic. Is it something that came also with your entrepreneur journey or is this something you have always been into? I think the first time I got a taste of wanting to learn more about spirituality was actually from a really bad heartbreak. Hmm. There we are again. <laughs> and actually, if you ask anyone that is spiritual, usually they have a really bad negative experience, whether it's a heartbreak or they lost their job. It could be some type of loss that kind of really forces them to question their reality. Like, why are they in this situation? And for me, I was asking myself the question, like, why am I attracted to a certain type of person that is emotionally unavailable and um, kind of I always end up getting hurt mm. and by questioning that myself I started understanding that a lot of the things we are attracted to and a lot of the things we think most of the time is directly linked to our childhood and our traumas mm -hmm. and how parents are like And I went down this rabbit hole, like just discovering one thing after the other. I was looking at, I understood like journaling your thoughts and then doing shadow work, um, looking at your past childhood traumas. Then I started getting into understanding vibrational frequencies. Um, I looked into my birth chart. It, it was just like, I was just so in it. Um, and then I think one thing that really just transformed my life with spirituality was Once I understood that, I really understood the law of attraction and understanding that whatever energy you give out to the universe, it comes back to you. That's when I started learning how to manifest and I started to manifest wanting total freedom for myself. And what that freedom looked like was I wanted to work when I want and whenever I want doing mm -hmm. something that I loved. And by manifesting that first, That's when I started attracting mentors in my life that gave me the answer and told me, Celine, you do not need to have a nine to five job to be successful, to be a successful coach. You yeah. can start now with what you know and just build yourself up and build your business as you learn, because that's the fastest way you learn is when you're doing it, yeah. rather than learning it in like a nine to five job. Because why, how can you learn business from a nine to five job? <laughs> They're all they're all just blindly following the system. Yeah, I like that. Also, you mentioned that you that it was caused by heartbreak, and then you started with dealing your trauma, your shadow work, and things that you did. So we end up being at a point where you say you looked inwards because you really tried to understand yourself, why you are in a certain way, what you need, what you want, and I think this is again, like we mentioned, the root of everything or the root to start finding your purpose and starting your journey. So, yeah, really nice that shout out to your ex that he made you this successful. 
Yeah, for sure. I think that is that's really really crazy. And it was a guy that I actually only knew for three weeks. Like I just fell head over heels for this guy. I was so so crazy, maybe crazy in love to the point that I thought he was like my soulmate. And then he broke my heart, and that really forced me to want to change something about myself because I saw a pattern in me that I was only attracting bad boys.、Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, why do I keep attracting bad boys? And I found this TikTok video, which is crazy, and they basically it changed my whole mindset about、um, just attracting the right love for you. Basically, this TikTok video said. It's not that you attract bad boys; you attract all kinds of guys. It is what you are attracted to that you end up allowing into your life.、Mm-hmm. So, because you're a kid, you had maybe daddy issues, or you know, an absent parent that didn't give enough love to you, and they didn't show you emotional availability. You would consider that as normal. Like subconsciously, even though you don't want it, you would consider it as your normal. So we are as adults thinking, oh, this is the normal, and I'm actually just attracted to guys who don't, who are not really good guys, who are emotionally unavailable, are too cool to text me straight away. And as soon as a guy shows too much attention, I get unattracted. Like I, I get the ick. But、mm-hmm. that is just. Childhood trauma, but it's also important to to reflect on that and to see that that you have a certain pattern you've followed and that this pattern is maybe not normal or not the healthier. But yeah, really interesting. Hey, I think we covered some really interesting topics. Yeah, also somehow like you cannot be successful if you are drunk in a club every day or every weekend. You cannot be successful if you are not facing your view inside yourself and facing the inner issues that you have and understand what you need, what you want. So I think it's all connected at one point.、Um, but also bringing a little、um, your business journey. For someone who would love to do what you are doing, who is totally into maybe stock market, maybe other financial、um, topic, but they want to build a business, what would you recommend them to be most successful? Right? What is your secret weapon, your your success formula, or whatever it is that drives you and makes you the successful? Okay, I think there is a three-step formula for me、um, mm-hmm. to succeed in business if you're just starting out. The first one is we all have a skill. So find that skill that you're really good at, and you can see yourself teaching it or doing it every single day because you need to be passionate about it and don't do it for the money. Number two, get a mentor that understands how you can monetize that skill because any skill can be monetized, but you need that business acumen and you might not necessarily have business experience, so you need a mentor that has business experience to teach you how to adopt certain skills to monetize that skill. And third of all, you need to make fast decisions. So true. Most of the business women, businessmen I know, don't have a very, very, very high IQ. They're not. They're not.、Um, besides Bill Gates and Elon Musk, obviously they have very high IQs. But like the majority of entrepreneurs, 
The reason why they're so successful is because they just do it and they don't spend time overthinking. Because if you had two people, one person is super intelligent and is thinking about all the things that could go wrong in the business, whereas someone that is just saying, okay, I'm going to just take the first step and then see as I go. Within one year, that person has already learned from their mistakes and did it again and again and again. And they're already far ahead in the business compared to someone that's still thinking, oh, I need to like think about what are the all possible ways this could go wrong so I don't make a mistake. And I think this is exactly what it's needed that you start someone because if you never start, if you stay inside your head and sabotage yourself and block yourself, you will never be able to reach a certain goal. I never understood the sentence when people told me before I was self-employed, there's this narrative that people say, the way is the goal. Your way is the goal. And I was like, how can a way be my goal when I want to go to the goal? This is my goal, right? But now I understand that if you say the way is the goal, it means the way gives you up obstacles, challenges, hurdles, and you have to solve them. You have to learn from it. You have to optimize your business. You have to optimize your strategy. So if you don't get on the way, if you don't start going your way, You can never reach your goal because you learn by the way. And this is actually how it develops and how everything then starts rolling. So, yeah, I fully agree with what you mentioned. And I think this is a big um, shift that needs to happen if you really want to start, that you really have to keep in mind, okay, I need to start because if I don't start, I will stay in my head forever and think of all the scenarios that might happen, can happen, could happen, whatever, and block myself just from reaching my full potential. Absolutely. Really good question. Another question, like what would you recommend? Now we've talked about someone who wants maybe to start a business, but if someone says, okay, I'm probably female, I have an interest in having or creating some passive income, I also really want to invest in the stock market. How can they find you? How can they work with you? Maybe you can explain a little. Yeah, so first thing, it never hurts to uh, just press the follow button uh, at Investing with Celine. So there I give free content on, uh, I basically analyze a lot of different stocks on what stocks are going to be profitable for this year. I give a lot of uh, free um resources on my stock market predictions, kind of how to get started, just basic investing tips. So feel free to follow me on Instagram there. And for those who really want to take seriously their financial future and build passive income by investing in the stock market, um, I actually run an investing masterclass where I teach my students how to choose the right stocks using fundamental analysis and knowing when to buy the stock at the right time using technical analysis. So I'm really teaching them all the skills they need to be able to confidently invest on their own through this investing masterclass. And it's also very important that I am working one-on-one -on -one and looking at their personalized uh, investment plan so I can give them the right investing strategy. Because everyone at the end of the day has a different risk tolerance, has different financial goals. So there is not a one-size-fits-all investing strategy. So it's extremely important, if you don't do it yourself, to have a mentor to really carefully look at your situation and provide a good investing strategy for you. 
Great. Yeah. And as I'm following you too, I can definitely also recommend all the ladies follow Celine because her content is insane and sometimes hilarious. So yeah, drop her a follow. And thank you so much, Celine, for having you here. I really enjoyed the conversation with you. I think we've talked about really interesting and fascinating topics and it was a pleasure to talk to you. And yeah, hopefully we see each other again, maybe on another interview. So we'll see each other in like the top 10 Forbes woman interview, <laughs> like in a couple of years. We just got to manifest it. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Thanks for having you here. Thank you so much, Melanie, for having me here. I had an amazing, amazing time. And I loved your questions. Your questions were so good. You're an excellent host. Better than Oprah and Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I will not cut that out. This will stay in. <laughs>